Welcome to the Bridging Broken to Breakthrough podcast. I am your host, Maria Wingard. Today is a red tent conversation where we are continuing with part three in Interview with a Vampire Redeemed by Jesus series called Bite of the Spirit. Please remember, as you listen to Dorothy's testimony, that she is discussing her past, not her present. And she walked away from all of this lifestyle in an instant when God revealed himself to her. What you're going to hear about is truly the result of the bite of the evil spirits she was tangled up with. You will also hear about auras. Because Dorothy's mother was a practicing Buddhist, I believe that is why Dorothy was able to see auras as a child. Auras are fully from the demonic, and that's how pagans can have the demons tell them information about people. We have the Holy Spirit and the gift of discernment, which is far superior. When Dorothy repented and dedicated her life to serving God and him alone, renouncing all pagan practices, the auras instantly disappeared. The delusion had been removed from her eyes. The iniquity of placing a foreign God before the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and practicing idol worship are the commandments that carry a generational curse and a blessing. Exodus 21 through 6, quote, God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. And take note of this part of the scripture. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me but I show steadfast love to thousands who love me and keep my commandments, end quote. Please know that if you or your parents or grandparents were involved in pagan practices, you can be set free, just like Dorothy. It was not any more complicated than recognizing Jesus died on the cross for your sins and you choose to accept him as your Lord and Savior, the son of the living God. Then renounce all pagan practices and repent for doing them. Turn from them and do not do them again. Ask God to break all curses you made that were made over you and any curses that you came into agreement with. God will forgive you if you ask him to. So with that, let's jump into the interview. What happened then? Like, where did things, like, did it progress further? Um, oh, yes. Like, oh, okay. yes. So knowing that I could feel this great um, from bloodletting, or if I couldn't bloodlet, blood, bloodletting is more or less the quicker way to get that energy and that 
I don't know, that, that energy that I, I craved and needed. Mm-hmm. And it felt like I was strong after that. Okay, so that was, that's the quickest way to do it and the best way for me. But I could also do it by, when I say do it, I'm talking about sucking somebody's energy, <laughs> basically. Right. I could do that psychically. Mm-hmm. And all, it, all, I, all I had to do was just be in the same room with somebody. And if I could touch someone's hand or, you know, brush my arm against theirs, even better. But it, So I, I have a someone, question. Yes. Did it work 100% of the time or were there certain people that you could not drain of energy? Okay. This is where you pick and choose. <laughs> there, there are victims in this. Now, as far as bloodletting goes, even in the vampire community, there is something called the black veil and it's basically rules that you you if you're bloodletting you cannot do it without the consent of the other person Mm -hmm. now with psychic vampires it's a little different technically no according to the black veil you're not really supposed to do that but who's gonna know all right so there are certain people you can tell if they are going to be willing participants when I say willing I don't mean that they're they're giving consent I mean that they are picked out of a crowd and you know that they are going to succumb mm-hmm. to you trying to pull that energy out of them and they're not going to know any mm-hmm. the wiser mm-hmm. or they're not going to be so so it, the demonic would actually highlight to you who was going to be an easy target exactly Exactly. Did you have people that were highlighted the other way that you knew you needed to completely stay away from? Yes. What did yes. that look like? Or did you ever tango with that and try it out anyway? Okay. So here's another thing that I didn't mention before. Since childhood, which you know this, but your audience may not. I have always been able to see auras since I was a child. Mm-hmm. And that, that helped me tremendously. I knew there were certain colors I had to stay away from. Like if somebody was giving off like a fuchsia red kind of aura around their body, mm-hmm. I knew that they were not, they were not safe to me. Mm-hmm. Um, those who gave off blues and yellows, they were fine. They were, they were, they were easy targets for me. Those that had more of a brightness to them. And this is really now looking back, I just think this is amazing that those with like a bright, a really bright white light around them, I didn't want to touch. Hmm. So you just intrinsically knew that they were not going to be a good idea. Yes. But having having the auras, and I'm not saying this is true for everyone within uh, that community, because it's not. I was just born with that ability up until a certain point uh, at that point right because you had that you had that demonic influence to be able to see that way yes right so you were asking if it got deeper it, it did get deeper okay um it got to the point that i actually was i, I was getting into crystals mm-hmm. uh i was I was actually doing uh, certain ceremonies 
Uh, Samhain was a big, a very big day, and people know that as Halloween. Mm-hmm. But Samhain was a very, very big deal because that is where you are pretty much worshiping and celebrating the gods and goddesses. Now, right. I. I lied to myself and tried to sit there and say, because I still believe in God. I didn't like God, which going back, let me let me backtrack just a little bit. I was very angry at God. This is during a time in my life that I was very angry with God. Right. I still knew he existed, but I was very angry with him because my whole thing was, if you're such a loving God and I was so devout to you, why did you allow this and this and this to happen? And why are you not helping me? And I've prayed and begged right. and prayed and begged for you to help me. And you're not helping me. So you know what? Uh, I'm going to give you the one finger salute. And if you're real, and if you really do love me, get me out of this. You mm-hmm. know, if you really do love me, show me. Get me out and, of the mess I put myself into. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, but I was, I was testing him. And I was yeah. cursing him. And so I was very angry. Yeah. Um, I wasn't I wasn't your your average pagan where I'm like, oh yeah, I believe in the Christian God, but I'm still going to well, most pagans don't do that. Most pagans believe that, oh, okay, we're worshiping the moon, we're worshiping the earth, we're worshiping this or that, right? Right. I still I lied to myself and I was still saying I believe in God. Because I would not deny God. Right. Um, so even during all of this rebellion to God, you literally believed in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You believed that you were actually serving him. No, I knew I wasn't serving him. Okay. I so knew that you, I wasn't serving him. So I, you believed you had a relationship with him or you really yeah. were like, I believe in you and there's a line I'm not going to cross, but, there, but yes. what, like, okay. how did that look? Even, even Lucifer knows that God exists. Okay. Yes. So I knew that God existed. I was just in pure rebellion against mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's just being honest. I was in no, pure that's... rebellion. Yeah. But I would not, I would not outwardly worship another God because I knew that was commandment number one. <laughs> Even though you actually were. Even though I was, that's what I'm saying. It was a lie. <laughs> it was a lie that I told myself. Um, You're like, I'm not <laughs> serving other gods, but I hate you while I'm serving right. other gods. <laughs> it's silly. It's silly now that I think about it. But no, time, hey, this was- is the epitome of delusion being being given over to your own delusions. It's the epitome of that scripture. So. Yeah, I I can totally see it. I'm not. I absolutely am not laughing at you. I hope you. Oh, didn't I know. Take- <laughs> I know you're not. No. Um. But but as far as the depth, it, it had infiltrated every part of my life. If you've made a decision today to walk away from all of your pagan practices and follow and serve Jesus Christ above all other gods, not alongside them, but above them please reach out to someone inside the Christian community. I personally would love to hear from you as I am grateful you've decided to come walk a mile with me that leads to eternity. Your host, 
Maria Wingard on the Bridging Broken to Breakthrough podcast for our Red Tent Conversations. To find out more about how Jesus bridges broken to breakthrough and to listen to past episodes, please visit hopewillarise.com. And thanks for listening today.